this week on Best Friend Energy. My dad is the most supportive dad oh, ever. Oh, I love that. I have chills. Me too. I mean, he gets stopped like in the mall. People will be like, oh my God. <laughs> does my... he love it or does he hate it? Oh my God, no, he loves, loves it. Are you it. kidding? Okay, loves, loves it. it. Hi guys, I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. This is Best Friend Energy. Today we are talking with the one and only Gigi Gorgeous. Gigi is totally amazing. She's a YouTube star, a transgender activist, television personality, actress, model, and of course an LGBTQIA plus icon. She has nearly 8 million followers across her social platforms. And in 2017, Gigi was named one of Time Magazine's 25 most influential people on the internet. Guess who wasn't? Us. No. And one of Forbes 30 under 30 also didn't make that list. No. And I'm hoping that's because we're not under 30. But didn't make it when we were. And didn't make it under 40. Yep. Nope. A lot of lists. Yeah. I, I don't know if we've ever been on a list. No, we have not. Anyway, this is not about us. It's no. about Gigi and we will talk to her and maybe she can coach us on how to be cool. I don't know. Let's do it. Um, she also has a new book out called The Tea Guide, Our Trans Experiences and a Celebration of Gender Expression, Man, Woman, Non-Binary, and Beyond. We are so thrilled to have her on to talk about the book and her life. Also on the show today, we're going to talk about weddings. Wedding season is officially upon us. Yeah. And we're going to talk about things that we love and things that maybe can go away forever. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Joanna, are there wedding traditions that you strongly believe in or ones that you were just like, no, thank you? I'm not a big bridal party person, but I did have uh, I did have a few bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And I had them- Wasn't invited. Uh, I didn't know you. I know, I'm just saying though. Yeah, and for clarification, mm -hmm. I didn't know you. That's fine. I just, you know, wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I had dresses that you could choose from, but I didn't like dictate. But now if I was to get married again, I would be like, absolutely wear whatever you want. And I wouldn't have a bridal party. No. It just causes problems. Like, why Why do we do this to ourselves? Why does I, My bridal party was just um, our siblings. Yeah. And John's, like, immediate cousin. Like, yeah. That, that's it. Again, please let us know I, all the reasons that we should or shouldn't have a bridal party. But I just think... It's problematic. It is. I think so. Uh, honestly, so many things about a wedding are problematic. The invite list, where everyone's sitting. Are you doing seated, like, tables assigned seats per table or just table seats, you're just asking for a whole host of issues. You're insulting people left and right, basically. It's one big insult, yes. honestly. And everyone fights. I feel like every parent involved, God forbid you have, you know, divorced parents and all, you know, multiple step parents right. and, and all that. Right, and the money is always a thing and well, how much. But it's like how, like how many friends of theirs are they inviting? Yes. Like oh, that becomes. Right, and that's exactly right. And oh. I, I, right. Weddings are the pits. I know, and you just said you <laughs> wanted to have another one. I know, I do want to, um, I would like to have a second wedding. Okay, here's the good to news. To the same person, to, yes, to John. To the same person. And you would pay for the whole thing, so you would not have that piece of oh, it. Oh, man, I have to? Yeah, if it's your second one, you can't have your parents and John's parents pay for it. Really? Yes! 
Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to rethink about having a wife. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, Clea. I, oh, I thought maybe for tradition's sake. No. No. I don't they're not going to pay for a second. No, that, that's not the thing. Okay. okay. So if I'm paying for it, uh, that's not as fun. But if I'm paying for it, how traditional do you go? Well, whatever. We can we can figure this out later. Let's okay. Th- let's talk about the first wedding. Okay. okay. So first weddings. How traditional was your wedding? It was relatively traditional. Like in what way? Well, I wore a white dress. Okay. It was tea length though. Oh, yeah, it was very that's pretty. kind of spicy. I know. It was very pretty. Okay. Um, do and you still have your wedding dress? No. What? No. Whoa. No. What did you do with it? I think I gave it away. You think? Yeah. You just gave it away? I think so. My dress is still intact. Where is it? Uh, in the attic, of course. In the like, attic, prop- of course. Properly packaged. That's what we tell people to do. Well, I know. You wouldn't hang it in your closet. Okay, but here's the thing, my mom, which makes me laugh. My mom has, this is, you'll appreciate this one. She was, we did preserve it for a while. Mm-hmm. But she was like, well, how do we know it's preserved? So she wants to open it. And so, then it's not preserved. That's right. So it's like. So it's, it's no longer airtight. No, and now it's no longer existing because, because she, you th- you gave it to someone. Well, we did because do you ever remember who you gave it no, to? No, it was no longer preserved. God, I'm like so upset about this. One, it won't fit me again. It's no, just, that that ship has sailed for it, me too. It a hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't even know if it'll go over my cap. Yeah, it's not. I'm not even gonna attempt. No, that like type it of life. won't even fit my Barbie. Of Honestly, me. jeans from 2021 don't fit me. Oh, anymore. by the way, I tried on old jeans today. Oh, that's don't ever do that. I I did it. That's okay. Let's talk about some wedding rules okay. and whether we want to keep them or should ignore them. Okay. I personally vote. I'm just going to lead the witness here. I think ignore to all of these. Yeah. Okay. okay. Number one, bride must wear white. No. I don't think they have to. No, I agree. You wear what you want. Yeah. Okay. The bride's parents should pay. Uh, all right. Look, it's not a must, but I'm just saying if I have a second wedding, I hope my parents chip in. No. I hope they buy me something you. nice. This is the, you're not I a know, bride. But, I, but, uh, but like in a, at a second wedding, aren't, aren't I the bride? No, you're not a bride. I'm not. No. I'm just like, you are just a person getting, uh, renewing a vow. Am I just having a party? Yes. In a in a dress. In a wedding dress? Do I get a wedding dress? You can get a get a dress. You're paying for it and you're oh, not the bride. This is not as fun as I was thinking. Okay. A bouquet or garden no. cross. I think that I think those are kind of All right. So I will say that when I um through my bouquet at my first wedding, my friend David, who Your you know. Your first very, wedding? You've only been married once. I know, but I'm planning a second. Oh, okay, but we should go um, for that. So, but my my old wedding. Yeah. Your, your <laughs> only wedding. My only wedding. But my former wedding that not to be confused. I was married with, twice. Well, that's because you got married at the courthouse I and did. then you had a wedding. I did. Um, but Joanna did throw that out there once where she was just like, oh, at my first wedding. And I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It was a fun party trick. Yeah. Um, but I threw the bouquet and my friend David literally pushed like my grandmother to the floor <laughs> to catch the bouquet. Like literally took people down. Oh my gosh. Of course. You know, David. I love David. Uh, David. Yeah. I mean, David should have, I should have just given it to him. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, we are going to take a very quick break and we will be right back with Gigi Gorgeous. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy 
happy price, price line. Okay, I am so excited. Gigi Gorgeous. It is so exciting to chat with you today. I have to give you a proper introduction, not just that you're so beautiful, uh, but you have so many accomplishments. So just hold tight. You are a YouTube star. You are a transgender activist, a television personality, actress, model, LGBTQIA plus icon. You have nearly 8 million followers across your social platforms. Now you have a new book out called The Tea Guide, Our Trans Experiences and a Celebration of Gender Expression, Man, Woman, Non-Binary, and Beyond. Congratulations on everything. Seriously, and congratulations. And energy. It's, We're so excited. Such an amazing pleasure. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for having me. Huge fans. And also, I apologize. I just got over a sickness from my husband, but I'm on the tail end and this is giving me life. Oh, I so love that. And sound fabulous. Yes, you so do. So I, I would never know. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Okay. We have a million questions to ask you. So just bear with us as we like shout every yeah, single thing so to our brain. so many questions. Yes. So many <laughs> questions. Um, number one, I have to talk about your book. Joanna and I are authors ourselves. It's such an amazing big deal to put books mm-hmm. out into the world. And um, so this new book of yours, everyone has to read it. Can you tell us like what everyone can expect? Yeah. So I wrote my first book. Um, it was called He Said, She Said mm-hmm. a few years ago. And then I was like so addicted. I caught the author bug and right. I was like, there's never been a book that I've that I've seen that has been basically a guide on how to transition, how people should treat trans people. And me and my best friend, Got Mick, who is mm-hmm. a drag performer, artist, mm-hmm. extraordinaire. Uh, we got together and we got this idea and we just were brainstorming. I forget even when, I think it was like over dinner or something, we were like, we should just put all of our resources, all of our friends within the community to make it really diverse and really educational and create a book where it's almost like a guide and it goes very alongside best friend energy. It's like, (laughs) we are your best friends. So we just put our heart and souls into this and I can't believe that it's like out and people are like about to like be able to get it. May 16th, it's like such a pinch me moment. But Isn't it crazy to have, like when you put a book into the world, it feels like a wedding day, yeah. a coronation, a, a baby gave birth. Yeah. Like it's, it's just an incredible feeling. Well, and also it yeah. sounds like this book was really missing from the universe and it's going to be such a valuable resource for so many people. What are you hoping people will immediately take away from reading this book? I just hope people don't feel as alone, you know, mm-hmm. as I felt growing up. Like just yeah. not, not to make it dark or sad or anything, but there really weren't many resources when I grew up um, for being trans. And I've been now openly transgender for uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it is so, so different now. But I'm just thinking of everybody that can see this book, can see this tea guide and carry it with them and read the heartfelt pages that him and I wrote and just not feel as alone. And that's, I think, the main goal. Tell me about the co-writing experience that you guys had, because the book is very much a conversation between both of you. What made you decide to lean into that style? And like, what, what like sparked that idea? It was completely organic. So our goal was get into this. So, you know, when you go to school, you have like your science textbook, your math textbook, your biology textbook, whatever. It's all very formal. You know, there's graphics, there's art, there's uh, diagrams, everything, all of which are in our book as well. But Mm -hmm. we just thought, 
him and I, we can just ramble forever. Mm -hmm. So we were like, why don't we just make this more of a conversation, more of it making it feel like we're hanging out and talking with the person. And literally, I think within the first the first chapter right before in the intro, it says like, we are your new best friends. So I love and that so much. Kind of weird that, that I'm on this podcast right now. It's like uh, surreal. Well, because I mean, I feel like you both probably come at things the way we do, which is like, there are only two kinds of people, people we don't know. And then our best friends, like everyone who comes into our inner circle, who like joins this crazy life of ours is just, they're our yeah. besties. And I think that there are so many people you're, you know, describing kind of the way you felt growing up and how there weren't that many resources and potentially not that many friends to kind of go through life together with. I feel like your book kind of gives people that opportunity to kind of join a friendship, like, you know, the third friend who of you two talking. Yeah. And I just think that that's really powerful. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's not just a book about being transgender. There's so much in it for allies, people who don't know mm -hmm. what uh -huh. to do. I mean, I, um, I transitioned literally right after my mom was taken too soon when I was 19 years old. So me and my dad and my brothers and all my friends were really transitioning together. Uh -huh. So we thought it was really important in this book to include things for people who aren't trans, uh -huh. how to navigate, right. how to be the best ally you can be, how to be, you know, how to educate yourself on something that maybe you didn't know you needed to be educated on. Yeah. Sure. And I think we're all just in this life, just learning things every single day. So we wanted to put so much of it in there that we literally left absolutely nothing out. And that's why I'm amazing. so excited. I'm so, I'm so nervous for what people you, to read it. I hope they like it. What is like a top way to be the best ally someone can be? Can you elaborate a little bit on that piece? Yes, right away, what I think of and what I always tell people is when somebody comes out as trans, whether it's, you know, a friend of a friend, your own son, your own daughter, your best friend, whatever the relationship may be, I think that the best way you can be there for them is to be their silent warrior, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, changing the pronouns, being there with the name. We all slip up, obviously. Um, you know, it is, it's years and years and years of knowing somebody, thinking you know somebody, and then they finally, you know, share their soul and you need to make a mind switch. And it's mm -hmm. not something you do out of malice or uh, you want to be there, but I think, training your brain because a lot of the times uh, the, the newly trans person is not that confident mm -hmm. in who they are or what they present as. And it takes time. So having an ally around you that's like, oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. It's actually uh, she, her. Mm -hmm. And her name is right. actually this. And keeping it going, not making it a moment yeah. because I always use this example. It's like whenever, you know, you see a baby being strolled down the street, you're like, oh my God, like he's so, it's what, a, what a beautiful little boy you have. Mm -hmm. And they would go, oh no, it's actually a girl. You go, oh, right. oh my God, sorry. Yeah. Um, what a beautiful little girl you have. But when it's a trans person, it's like people get really defensive. They mm -hmm. get really angry. They can get really violent. And having somebody around you that is just always going to, you know that they're going to have your back mm -hmm. makes you a stronger person. And I think that that is just one of the number one ways to be an ally. I Among many that, that we mentioned in the book. fantastic advice. It really is such good advice. Um, I'm curious about some additional advice you have for parents. Uh, you know, you just spoke about your mom and, you know, the, the advice that you give to parents about their kids 
transitioning, what, first of all, did you think about your mom a lot while you were kind of writing this? And what advice do you have for parents? I do. And I, I, I always do. I think she's always in the forefront of my mind. I always, I mean, I think about her all day, every day and just what she would think of the whole process and what I've done and things that I've put my mind to projects I've worked on. And I think the main thing for parents is, I mean, we go into it obviously a lot more in depth in the mm -hmm, book, sure. but you just need to hear, I love you mm -hmm. from your parents. You just need right. to hear it's that. It's like that simple. Yeah. It really right. is. Right. It is. It is. And it's like whatever, I, I don't know, are there like five love languages? Like what's your love language? <laughs> I think that I think, there are five. I don't even know. I don't I even, I don't are. know what my love language is. I think there are five. I think yeah. there are five. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like words of affirmation are such a big one for trans people. Mm. And especially coming from your parental figure. Yeah. It's just like, right. I love you. Don't worry. I'm here for you. Let's like grow together. Yeah. Rather than combating it and just you know, making it a lot more difficult, even though, you know, sometimes that's people's knee-jerk reaction to fight against it, say this is a phase, or, um, you know, be scared for their child, which, of mm -hmm. course, you know, every parent is. But I think the main thing that you can say is just, I love you. Yeah. And what was your experience with your parents, like when, you know, when you first spoke to them about this? So my dad took a while. I grew up in Toronto, Canada. So there weren't a lot of trans people running around. Yeah. And by not a lot, I mean none. Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of representation on TV or in the media at all. So I just really had to do my own thing. I was stable at that point. I was very confident, delusionally confident. <laughs> and I just basically, uh, I did the wrong thing. And I said, you know, get into it or get lost because I'm not waiting around for you. This is exactly where I want to be. I'm 19. I feel like I'm finally coming into my adulthood, my mm -hmm. womanhood. Um, and he had to play catch up for a lot of it. And it wasn't until, I'm going to say like two or three years in, that we really had a come to Jesus moment. And we were like, we both transitioned, both mm -hmm. of us. And I was insensitive. You were trying to play catch up. And I was just this teenage girl that was just on you know, a bullet train of just wanting to do and become mm -hmm. who I truly was. And I didn't have time for my dad. Yeah, right. And that's what we had to learn. And that's what I really wish to save with this book, right, um, with right. talking about that. Because we lost a lot of time and yeah. you never know. I mean, my, my biggest thing is like, you could just, Every day could be your last. Right. So, like, no, it's you really so just true. Gotta, that's exactly right. 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 Yeah, that's it, I exactly mean, it, it right. just is true. And and how is your relationship now? My dad is the most supportive dad oh, ever. Oh, I love that. I have chills. Me too. I mean, he is like the biggest. I mean, he's literally, he was in the movie that I did about my life and he gets stopped like in the mall. People will be like, oh my God. <laughs> does my... he love it or does he hate it? Oh my God, no, he loves, loves it. Are you it. kidding? Okay, loves, loves it. it. Yeah, it he loves being, loves like giving advice and all that. But like, right. he's had like, you know, he's a very successful businessman. So he's had like colleagues of his reach out and been like, hey, I know this might be a little inappropriate, but my child is mm -hmm. going through something similar yeah. that Gigi did. And he is the gospel to them. <laughs> like, what do I do? So, I love that so much. So he's become a resource in, in itself. I mean, this has become an identity piece for him now too, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I kind of made that happen for him. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> did he want to be a YouTube star? I don't, we don't know. 
But exactly. I'm like, okay, so now your talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His own influencer marketing campaigns. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love that for him. Well, he also writes in the book, um, him and his new wife named Lori, they write mm-hmm. about their experience. Um, she really never had a trans person around her. And obviously he transitioned with me. So it is really beautiful having them write in mm-hmm. the book and give their personal opinion because they've lived through it for years and years and years and they've yeah. seen the good, the bad, and the ugly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. All right, so let's take it all the way back. Your fir- you first got your start on social media, right? You were doing, you were a teenager doing makeup tutorials. How old were you when you first started? Um, so I was a competitive diver. Ooh. I was on my way to the Olympics. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. So you've always been a star. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just born a star. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you were on your way to the Olympics. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Competitive, athletic, um, and I really, really like applaud my parents for putting me in sports because I, re- I just feel like it, it shaped my my work ethic, my metabolism, my just outlook on life, really. So I was on my way to the Olympics, and I was 15, and then I just got all these feelings, all these you know come to Jesus moments of like this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is not who I am. I don't want this to be my legacy. I saw so many people succeeding around me in the diving space, the uh, springboard and platform diving. I feel like a lot of people also get it confused with like swimming, but it's yeah. like yeah. so not. It's right. like oh, it's so right. dangerous. It's so nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Thank God. You girls know. A oh, lot yeah. of people are like, did Dive- you wear swimming caps? No. I'm like, no. Diving is actually one of my very favorite sports me to watch too. on in the Me too. In the me too. Yeah, Whenever love. it's on, in, oh my God, my like algorithm is so diving focused still to this day. Like <laughs> yeah. I will watch like diving videos in slow-mo for hours. It's, it's like, amazing. It's, well, it's such an art. Anyway, we could talk yeah. about diving forever too. Yeah, but that's Yeah, so I was, I was 15 and then I really just took the jump and I said, I'm going to quit. And then I saw a few girls on YouTube doing like makeup videos and just like this whole other spark of inspiration. And then I was like, I think I'm going to like do it myself too. Yeah. And then I just started and I, I mean, it was like the worst footage, the worst makeup, <laughs> the worst everything sitting on my bathroom or my bedroom floor with like the worst lighting, like just everyone's like starting YouTube um, story yeah. or right. origin. Yeah. And it was uh, it wasn't until I started like sharing like stuff about my personal life that I was like, uh, this feels really good. And like, I never had a therapist or anything like that, but YouTube just felt like my therapy. And I was oh, like, right. I feel like I can tell these people anything. 
and it oh, felt so good. I love that. That's amazing. It's like the opposite of Reddit. It's, it's like, also the opposite of Instagram yeah. for us. Everything we yep. put out on Instagram, it's like all of a sudden it's like beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you had a positive experience. Um, well, so, at the beginning at least. This was like the in the origin. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. So in those early days, in your origin of doing like makeup tutorials, first of all, how did you even learn how to do it? Uh, Joanne and I have oh zero No, knowledge. I think you're, I think you've gotten really good. Oh, poof. I'm looking at your eyes right now and I'm like, how did you do no, that? No, I, I don't understand makeup. I don't I'm either. I'm so bad at it. Yeah, I feel like there are two types of people. People who just get into it, get into the makeup, and people who just don't and don't get it. I don't my want sister, to. I love being it. Being one of them. It's, you you would think to. that my own sister yeah. would be the best person at makeup. I've tried so hard. I've given her all the tips, the tricks, the lessons. Yeah. I've fully like bought her like <sighs> everything she needs. Yes. She's still to this day. I saw her uh, last week and she was like, Oh, I'm so bad at eyeshadow. That's how and I, I was feel. Like, still, I feel. like it's been yeah. 15 years. I don't get it. I still can't do it. I mean, I've had really, really talented makeup artists show me exactly what to do, what to buy, how to do it, and it just goes one through one ear and out the other. I cannot retain it. Yeah, I truly believe that there are two kinds of people. No, I'm all self-taught. I just love to experiment. Um, I, I also loved, like, not until recently did I really um, discover that, like, I was always really artistic. Like, yeah. I loved my art class in high school. I always used to, like, love painting, love drawing. I was always, like, creating, like, crafts and painting and stuff like that. So I'm like, of course, makeup is, like, second nature sure. to me. And, like, I love doing hair and, like, all that stuff, too. So, yeah, I just feel like you're either into it or you're not. But... I know. You know. Actually, there was a part of a time last year when I lost all my hair in chemo. I was like, well, I mean, at least I don't have to do it. I mean, like that, I was literally like, that was like my silver lining. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do hair. Oh. I think I know how to do makeup more than even hair. You you pull yourself together. I, I only have a wet Ugh. ponytail like every day. I'm passable, but let me tell you, it's rough. Like we're looking at each other through a screen. If you were sitting <laughs> next to us, no, I'd be so look how polished you are. Yeah. I will say to preserve the beauty, you do have to do like a wet ponytail a lot of the time. Oh. And like keep your skin oh. like nice and slicked with like no makeup and stuff. Whoa, so look at me, I'm well on my way. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Yeah, You're I an knew expert. This. I knew You're this. An expert. What do you have like any like special products you love? Anything what about for like people like us who don't know anything? Is there like buy this these three things kind of situation? I okay, so on days where I'm wearing no makeup, I definitely right now, like the most I feel like current obsession, three products for skincare is this thing called um, Skin Food by Wellida. Okay. It comes in like a green, you can get it on Amazon. It's not expensive. Can someone it write this like down? It is like the most <laughs> thickest salve ever. It okay. like is so good. You literally need nothing, just like a pea size amount and you put it on your skin. It looks like you just got a facial. Wow. It's like so hydrating. Okay. And nice for you. I know, I need hydrating. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh my God, we all do. And I put it down my neck and like oh. on my decollete, on my hands, everywhere. Okay. But Skin if you food. overuse it, you will break out. So just be, oh, got be weary. Okay, okay. and that's rich. good to know because Joanna, yeah. if she gets like a new cream and yeah. like someone says this is super hydrating, I'm she, just it's like lather. A, it looks like she, like in Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. where it's like a full, <laughs> face of frosting. Yeah. yeah. That's yep, yep, what yep. I'm the exact like. same way. I overuse everything. Uh, me too. I, I overuse everything. Lathering. My perfume. Yeah. I, my perfumes are gone in like a week. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, how did she do that? I'm like, I just love spraying like 50 sprays per day. Yeah. yeah that's just <laughs> sorry. what it is. Okay. So skin food, number one. Um, the second one, I recently have gotten, gotten into us uh, uh, SPF a lot. Okay. Yeah. And there's this tinted one by Elta MD. That oh, okay. I love that oh, one. I have that I one. Have that. Oh, good. It went oh, viral. Yes. We're doing <laughs> it. I have that. Look at us, beauty influencers. I okay. Know. All right. 
check that off. That one's really good. There's a little tint to it. It yes. also gives you like a shine. Mm -hmm. So yes. it almost looks like you just had like a full facial, which yes. is like really nice. Just like, oh, glowy and yeah. you're glowing from within. Just fabulous. Okay. And the third one, I honestly won't lie. I'm obsessed with spray tans. I am so, so, so pasty white that I oh, think I get I'm going to enter an era when you. I'm like 50 where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the pale look. I'm going to do the Marilyn Monroe. But for right now, I just feel like spray tans just, they just make you look healthy they just and glowy. Make you look and they I just, yeah, I feel like look good, feel better. And it just does that for me. So Joanna yeah, and I had one spray tan experience, each, literally ever. each once. Yeah. And it was, we so embarrassingly had, we were doing a bathing suit. I know. I want to crawl into the table shoot. as we're even talking. Wait, I know. Why? For what? Yeah. Uh, why? Like is for a good fun? Oh, no. oh my God. No. I can't think you of You would never do that? Fun. No. No. So That's so fun though. We, Photo shoot. There's no there's no pressure. There's no video. Oh, you could fix everything. Oh no, though. there was oh. video. There was video. There was video actually. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, so no. spray tan was needed. Spray yeah. tan was very important. Also, we were just like middle-aged women out there in bathing suits yeah, on a street that each corner. Each have had two kids. On a street corner? Yes. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. And what? then and it's a neighborhood that I actually it's we all got like a notice afterwards that said uh, they're banning photo shoots and I'm I'm like that was us we we did that like I think, Do you think that, it actually was I don't know but I wouldn't be surprised I mean we did not look great well, what were you people... guys wearing like something so scandalous no, no not even oh the suits were very cute one piece and a two piece but like the two piece was like a high waisted like no, I mean they, it, it was us the, it's not the suits problem. it was us yeah the it, suits we're the weak were ones. excellent I doubt it no, no doubt it. we were we were the, we were we the really were the suits the, were very cute. The suits were very cute. And wait, did you did you enjoy the spray tan? Did I actually, you enjoy the photos? I actually, um, you know, did. What? I was grateful to have the photos. I was very grateful to have the spray right. tan. I don't have a lot of patience for things though, like that. That seems like another layer that I. I oh, I beyond. Just, yeah, I just it's can't. a life controller. I, yeah, I just I can't take on one more thing, and by one more thing, I I don't like to take on any things. Anything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nothing. Yeah, we have no, enough things. Yeah, and I'm I'm just like you know what? This is what I look like. You know what? I'm a big believer too, though, and like you never will look as. Be I mean, obviously, we can all improve ourselves, but I'm just saying, like, we're always getting older you're never gonna look as good as you do right now today mm -hmm. so like True. just embrace the moment take the fucking photos on the curbside in a bikini right just do it no you know? we, we did it we, we, we did, did it. it but let's talk about how gorgeous you were for your wedding because you recently got married in 2019 yes tell us about that like how long did you plan it was it the best day of your life tell us about the wedding. i want to know everything i mean you hear so many awful bridezilla stories like you really do but I had a really great time. Yeah. I thought it was so fun, so magical. I honestly look at myself sometimes as like a Disney princess. Oh. Like that's how delusional I look at my life sometimes. And I really felt that that day. And oh. I was like, I'm just going to have the best day. Where was the wedding? And the wedding was in Santa Barbara oh. at the oh, my Rosewood favorite. Miramar. Oh, oh my God. My I went to favorite. school in Santa Barbara. It's so pretty. I there. Like what grew a, up so in, pretty. In and it was like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it just opened the hotel. Oh. So there was, I think, one wedding there before us. So I was like, we're not the first. So annoying. Right. <laughs> but saw photos and I was like, okay, this is the dream. It just is the dream. Beautiful, clear. It just was so fun. And I had so many people in my ear, like positive people. I mean, of course, all the freaks come out around a wedding. Sure. Yeah. Friends, family, people try it. to get controlling and weird. Yes. But I had so many people being like, this is your day. Like literally just like live this selfishly. Oh. So I just took that and I, I ran with it. I and love it was that. So fun. 
I'm so and glad I would do it all over that. again. And also, me and my um, now husband, we we got married as uh, female and female. Okay. And he's since transitioned, so we're gonna renew our vows oh, and hopefully get married again. That's, that's amazing. So exciting. Where are you gonna do it? Do you have a plan? Same same place. Know. Same dress. No plan. I don't no know. Plan. I feel so connected to Santa Santa Barbara, so maybe, I but. I don't know. It's I always love switching shit up too. Can I, can I we'll just see. put in? I love the Miramar, but the San Ysidro Ranch is also just like right up the road. That one's gorgeous too. It's also mm -hmm. about like because you could then again. I'm just like don't mind me, but like if there's there's like a vista that looks out over the ocean at the top of the ranch, okay. and it's kind of looks out at like the Miramar. So I feel like it could be like a like a piece of your old wedding is in your new wedding, like an ode. Oh my god, I yeah. love a symbolic moment. I I yeah. feel like it's kind of symbolic. When will you renew your vows? I don't know. We're coming up on, oh my God, I'm the worst wife ever. Four or five years? Okay. Four years? Yeah. Oh, I so, have to do the math all the time. Yeah, me too. I don't even know. It's so bad. I'm like, yeah. wait, how old am I again? Yeah. I have, to have no. the worst memory of life. Yeah. Um, I don't know when we're going to do it, but it's it's definitely going to happen. I just okay, like, I'm great. so obsessed with like marriage and like just that whole experience. I'm like, I can't only do it once in my life. Right. It's the biggest party. Everyone is in it's the, the best fun. mood. Yeah, totally. Everyone you love is together. It's I like, know. I think everybody should just renew their vows. And you know what? Every I like actually, four or five years. I want a redo of my wedding, not because I loved my wedding. I, well, and, and you're still with the same person. And my husband, yeah, of course. Right, right. But I feel like. Right, we, not get married again. No, no right. I'm not. Same person. Yeah. I want to get married <laughs> right. to the same person. But I feel like we all deserve like an adult wedding version too. of it because like I mean yeah. you know I was 26 my life was so different I feel like I need a in my 40s yeah wedding I mean yes. I, I think that yes. is why people renew you know? them I think so too I mean that's not really why I think it's about the love and the relationship but I mean maybe you want to redo yes okay first of all all right Gigi I don't know if I don't know if there's been enough time since your wedding to feel this but like your entire guest list would change 15 years later. Like, it's just- Oh, I bet. Like, there are yeah. people that I just like, I'm like, literally I'll look at a photo and be like, I don't I can't believe I wasn't at your wedding. I know, I'm actually mad. We need to have another wedding so that Joanna can be there. I'm like mad. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Yeah, that but I mean, we weird, didn't know each other. Right? We didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. So it wasn't you like, yeah, there was no not invited. Like, I, I didn't know you. Yeah, no, I think I'm gonna have another. You've inspired me. But let's get back to your books. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, on- Obviously, you have a new book out, but you've written a few books, right? So how would you compare writing books to the way you like communicate on YouTube or social or like what is the writing process to you? Um, it's I mean, it's so, so, so different. I never really thought that I would be an author, but I think that there's so many things that I've done in my life where I'm like, I never thought that I would do this. Right. So when the opportunity kind of came about, I was like, I have been journaling. I love documenting my life. I'm so about all that. So I was like, why don't we just do it? Why don't we give it a try? And I will say it's a completely different experience because when you read something on paper, it takes you to a whole other mindset. You don't know what kind of imagery anyone's going to get when they read it. Um, and of course, it's about you and what you want to write, but you're always in the back of your mind thinking, what, is, what are people going to think about when they read sure. this? What are they going to see? And it's just so much different than a visual YouTube. I think that that's so, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just what it is. Right. right. But 
you know, you, you don't know where your mind is going to go when you read something and you don't know wh what's going to click or uh, what someone's favorite part is going to be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's similar, yeah. but it's also so, so different. Right. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. I love a tangible product. So I, I have a, another book question um, from a promotional standpoint. We are in Nashville. We live in Tennessee. Um, and I'm sure you know that we have some really horrible trans laws in yeah. Tennessee. We're, we're not exactly crushing it um, when it comes to what we can do here. I'm wondering, what is it like promoting your book in this, in a kind of climate where some states are not so great and not so supportive of the way you live? I mean, it's obviously devastating what's going on. Let me first and foremost yes. say that. I think it's so disrespectful, so baseless. There's so much, you know, for lack of a better term, bullshit going on right now where it's mm -hmm. like, are we really, are we kidding? You know, right. I know a lot of people feel like that. And I think that it, there's no better time than right now for this book to come out. I and think you're right. Yeah. And God, Mick and I, we are just so about uh, disrupting the system and pushing what we feel in our hearts and what we know is right. So with this all going on, we're going on a book tour and we are hoping to visit some places where these things are happening and we want to disrupt the system. We want to show people that we are not scared, we are not backing down, mm -hmm. and we want to create a community of people who feel the same way and show that there will be positivity within all the negativity. That's do you, do our biggest goal. Do you plan goal. on coming to Nashville? I would love. So the book world? tour is being it's being put together right now. I think we have two weeks to this day, but it's being put together right now. I would love to come to Nashville. I came to Nashville on my last uh, book book tour. It was fabulous. If you come. I'm telling you, we'll be your bodyguards. And okay, I love it. You'll be the secondary bodyguards because yeah, you know yeah. we're gonna have You're real gonna ones. Have real yeah, ones. Don't, yeah, yeah, and to be fair, great. Yeah, you don't, you don't really, <laughs> you don't really want us to. It was more of like a mental bodyguard. Yes. Yeah. All right, so we end every conversation with a segment called Five Minutes for Hugs" because it always takes like five minutes to hug it out, right? Like you can't yep. just be like, "Okay, yeah. thank you for coming." Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, right? you yeah, gotta so, have a wine. So down. just some random questions, just to okay, kind love. of, yeah, oh my God, like a rapid fire. Yes, like a rapid fire. Love some work, 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 work. Love a rapid fire. Love not thinking and just speaking. And just yeah. speaking, right. Um, okay, your favorite thing to do to unwind. Ooh, okay. Favorite thing to do un to unwind. I would honestly say um, having a glass of wine and Same. doing a really in-depth skincare. Okay. And I'm talking like a 15-minute moment. I'm not much of like a bath girl, mm -hmm. but I will spend time in a towel around my waist doing the full zhuzh to my upper body yeah. skincare, really putting in the work. And then after you just feel so beautiful, even though you're, you look crazy because you've been scrubbing sure. and putting all these potions, yeah. but that's my, one of my favorite okay. things to do. To okay. So that's do, like yeah. your self-care moment. Glass of wine I love a self -care. and skincare. I love okay. self-care. I, I love it too. Okay. okay. All right. Your go-to cocktail or mocktail. Ooh, never a mocktail for me yeah. okay. at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, favorite cocktail. I've actually been really, this is going to be crazy because I used to be like a vodka crayon or vodka mm -hmm. Red Bull or Moscow Mule. I've been really enjoying doing like a tequila water with like lime or lemon. Okay. I have just recently, literally in the past like month, right? Joanna and I went to dinner with a friend and she ordered basically like a skinny margarita, but it was like tequila, yep. yeah. soda, and lime. Yeah. And I was like, that looks delicious. And she gave me a sip and I was like, that is delicious. And now I, I feel like I've I kind of- I feel like you are that a person A little now. bit adopted that drink. Well, I think that. that I used to be a margarita girl too, but I feel like two or three, it like just gives me the ick oh, and yeah. the disgusting. burn. But yeah. tequila, and like, soda, and lime, 
I feel like is like the perfect way to go. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And like also they say like, you know, have a glass of water in between each cocktail. And it's like, I'm on my fitness journey right now. So I'm like, I'm going to mix the two. Yeah, Yeah, You know, once you start drinking, you're not going to be like, can I have a glass of water? Never. Like that never happens. That's why I have all of my drinks with ice in it because it's hydrating in my mind. So like I am a big champagne person and I feel like let's just throw some ice cubes in it. And then we're set. We're good to go. There's nothing like warm champagne. Oh, <laughs> gross. It's Throw so the disgusting. ice cubes in there. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, what is, and it doesn't have to be the very first song, but like what is even a song that you fell in love with as a kid? Ooh, uh, Part of Your World by um, In The Little Mermaid. Oh. I love, how, wait, really quick. How excited are we for The Little Mermaid oh. to come out? So oh, beyond. Excited. Can, can we even get there fast no, enough? I really can't. Beyond, no, beyond, 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 beyond. Yes. And I think it comes out like the day after the book. I, I think, think it's, it's like soon. And Barbie. Oh, and my God. And Barbie. The Barbie movie, I can't. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. We have a lot coming up. Oh, we do. We, th- we do. We have a lot to live for. Okay, sporty or artsy or both? I oh, feel, and wh- now we kind whoa. of know that. And this is like a trick question I don't know. You. Right. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm so sporty these days. I'm so athletic. I love to work out like every single day, but I also love the art. Can okay, I so both? You, both. you can. Both I think, was an option. I think okay. also, like, you really, I mean, you were almost in the Olympics and you started a career about with makeup, starting makeup, with makeup, which is, yeah. Art. So you actually literally are both. Yeah. I, okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect. I, I think, I think both, you both, get to both. be both. Final um, answer. Okay, final and final question. What is a job you would never want to have? Oh, God. Um, anything smelly? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like such right. a scent oriented person and like hygiene and like just. I can't imagine working anywhere every single day where it's smelly. Oh, okay. That's that's fair. I I guess there's like nose plugs for that. No, no, no. No, But like imagine having more nose plugs to work. No, I agree. And you know what? You know yourself. And if smelly is what's going to drive you away from a job, then that needs to drive you away from a job. Yeah. It's definitely going to drive me away. Because even with with the nose plugs, thinking about it now, your clothes, your skin, everything absorbs. I used to work at McDonald's when I was 15 and I would just, my clothes, my hair, Mm -hmm. my skin, it would all reek of McDonald's and I love McDonald's, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't smell cute when you walk into your bedroom and no. it smells like McDonald's from your from your uniform. Yeah, yeah right. no, I, I, Smells that God. stay on you that you don't want on you are... That is just the worst. Yeah. The I have, worst. I have a list of like 7,500 jo- jobs yeah. I could never have. Yeah. So, and now I'm thinking of smelly things too. So uh, now yeah. it's like 8,500. 8, mm-hmm. I probably do too, honestly, if you yeah. give me a little bit more time to think. It's probably <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it actually turns out it's a lot. Um, My least, the job I could never ever have, we've talked about this once, is a snake charmer because I have a severe phobia of snakes. So that's oh actually God, number I one. do too. Snakes and sharks. I also hate like open water. Like oh, that's so scary oh, to me. Oh, no, yeah. Joanne and I have a fear of just the sea. Yeah. Like just being the sea. Like what's sea. in there? No. What's what? in there? No, no. The only thing I want to know about Under the Sea is Ariel. I'm so excited. The casting was just so good for the movie. Oh my I God. Like they're going to murder it. Really oh, I know. Sad. I'm so excited. It's going to be the best day of our lives. Okay. Gigi, thank, thank you. you. So much for doing this. This is and so fun. Huge congratulations to your yes. book launch. And the tea guide is out on May 16th. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Thank you guys so much for having me. We can't wait. And we can't wait to go support you wherever you are. So, Hell yes, I'll let you know. Okay. Nashville, Thank you, you Gigi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gigi. Bye. 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 All right, that's it for this episode. We will be back on Thursday with a new episode of Best Friend Energy Unpacked. And as always, of course, we want to hear from you guys. Keep in touch on bestfriendenergypod.com com or on Instagram, TikTok at Best Friend Energy. We always love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. 
We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.